Welcome to Success with Style, everyone. I am Rob Giardinelli, and we're coming to you today from Highland Park Village in Dallas, Texas. Hi, everyone. It's Lance Every Morgan, and we are here with the Leela Orr. Do you mind if we call you the Leela Orr? Oh, my God. I love Wouldn't it. Wouldn't that be fun? Yes, the Leela Orr. The darling of Project Runway on Bravo. The Project Runway darling. Wow. And I think you're going to get Miss Congeniality. I don't know if that award is, is being handed out this <laughs> season. But you are an all-around nice person and super talented, and we're just Thank so excited you. to have you here today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank yeah, you for having me. absolutely. Rob, you want to start with the first question? So, we will, yeah. So, um, you know, you have... A tremendous style and fashion background um we always like to ask our guests because success and style starts somewhere what was the first dollar you ever made Ooh, the first dollar i ever made like as a kid or i anytime. was yeah i was like an entrepreneurial child I, I think the first dollar i ever made i know this is so cliche but it was a lemonade stand I was always. You're not, our first, you're not our first guest who yeah. said that. Actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a pretty common thing, but you yeah. want to go make some money, and you like, you know, make take lemons, make lemonade. There you, you know, go. So. It's a metaphor. I love for that life. metaphor it really for life. Is. Wow. So, what was the reason you earned the money? Was it to buy clothes? Was it just to save? You know, what was the reason for that? Most likely. I'm trying to think back to like, you know, like my six year old, five, six year old self, <laughs> probably for a Barbie. Ah. I love Barbies. Oh my goodness. Do yes. you still like Barbies? You know, I, my dad collected some Bob Mackie Barbies for me, and that okay, was like we're going to get to that fashion. in a moment. Oh <laughs> so, my! Yeah. Stay tuned. Barbie's oh my iconic. Barbie's like totally. Iconic. She really wow. is amazing. What did so. you identify with Barbie about? So uh, actually, this is um, interesting. My favorite Barbie was actually Kira, so it was like a friend of Barbie. Yeah. Um, the I cool thought, best friend. Yeah, yeah, I kind of like identified with the cool best friend, okay. and I maybe that's just kind of me. Like I've never been one to be like the spotlight needs to be on me. I need to be. Barbie. I'm cool with being Kira, but like, you know, making like a subtle statement. But yeah, you are Barbie. <laughs> I'm Barbie too. I'm Barbie too. But I think I have Kira in me as well. Wow. Isn't that <laughs> the All Barbie right. friend. So I know everyone listening in and we have fans and followers around the world. So you're global baby, as they say in showbiz. Oh, wow. uh, I think they're going to want to know why were you first attracted as a designer to Project Runway? Mm, well, I was attracted to Project Runway as a fan, as a designer, because I've always had that in me ever since I was a little girl. I would want certain things, but I couldn't necessarily afford them, or it wasn't you know what the, all the kids were doing, but I wanted something that was different that I saw in Vogue magazine, so I would cut things up and repurpose them. So even from a young age, like maybe like early high school, middle school years, I'd watch the early seasons with my dad, and he would say, well, what would you do for that challenge? Well, what would, how would you, oh. how would you interpret that? Wow. And I would sketch, and I would do my own interpretation, so I was like super duper fan of the show wow. so I kind of came at it as a fan as a designer and I just thought like just the creativity what people can produce in such a small amount of time mm -hmm. it really pushes your creative boundaries and it makes you be so much better and so it's like fashion boot camp so I have to ask what is it like then if you watch the early seasons of Project Runway what is it like to have Christian Siriano as a mentor then Wow. Bingo. Like, winner, winner, chicken I know. dinner. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I picked the right season, man. Let yeah. me tell you. It was incredible. Wow. I was a huge fan of his. I mean, he won when he was in his early 20s. Yeah. I yeah. want to say 21. About that. It was yeah. about that season age. Season four. Yeah. And he was just this super talent. And I, you don't really get talent like his. Like, I mean, it's just it was really crazy to see him evolve on the show. Too. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, having him, it came kind of full circle for me, having him be the mentor, having him help us in 
in the workroom, it was so surreal and he, it was so cool. And it seems like he gives a really tangible vi advice, advice, but advice uh -huh. uh, yeah. <laughs> to you designers. It seems yes. like he is, he's, inter he's engaged in your success. Absolutely. So the most challenging part about Project One Way is being at mood. And mm -hmm. that's where he had the best advice. Right. He would always say, get a backup fabric. Mm -hmm. And he's been quoted in the interview saying that because that was a wonderful piece of advice. And like when we went into the show, we were like, okay, I'm good with just this one fabric. Yeah. And then by the end of it, it was like, where's my backup? Like, <laughs> Which is another <laughs> metaphor another... for life. Where's my backup? Right? right. Have a plan B, guys. Yeah. yeah. So how when did you get started professionally designing because you too are a prodigy because you're so young well thank you yeah um i got started designing i mean i guess you could say technically it was when i was a little girl it was like seven or eight years old like cutting up old jeans and making them into skirts and things yeah. like that things that i couldn't necessarily afford but really wanted to have i liked high fashion from a young age right. it was because of my grandmother um so i think yeah i mean it started then and then i went to parsons to grad school to mm -hmm. teach myself like the technicality of it the powder right. making the draping all of those professional technical skills i got at parsons and this is a little girl from louisiana originally yeah well right. louisiana and texas i moved texas. around a lot gotcha. but yes i grew up in louisiana so you mentioned you know your grandmother you know inspired you you know from a style and fashion perspective how so well, she was like that old-fashioned, old-school, like classic lady. Like she Man, that's was my kind of gal. Right? Oh, I just love that. Oh, like Junior League, the big hair, the big shoulder yes, pads, like please. late 80s, bedazzled, yes. bejeweled. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Accessorized. She was always accessorized yeah. to the nines. And yeah, I just always, I, I just admired her so much. She was so fashionable and she made it look easy and she did it with class. And that's kind of what I hope to evoke in like my own brand. And that's what I hope to, uh, hope to bring to Project Way. Well, speaking of your own brand, you have your own line called Farah. Yes, my which own is line very is cool. Farrah. How did you develop the name? And tell us about the eco sustainability, which is a big part of your platform. It is. Um, so I call it eco luxury for my brand because not a lot of people are doing that. Um, and you can be successful. You can be environmentally friendly and high end and successful. Right. Um, fashion is the second biggest polluter in the world, next to oil and gas and yes. straws, so, floating islands of straws. Yes. yes. Right. Yeah. I mean, save the turtles, cut up your straws, Absolutely. people. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, or use metal straws. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Oprah does. It works for her. It Oprah works does. really it, good for if her. If it works for Oprah, it works for all of us, Yes, right? indeed. <laughs> that yeah. should be the motto for the world. That's the <laughs> motto. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I got started because I was in the fashion industry myself. I was interning when I was at Parsons. Mm -hmm. And I just saw the waste, like the beautiful fabrics that we would purchase and what was thrown out from what was cutting in production. So I thought, right. you know, this kind of hurts my heart. I mean, I grew up with like right. a hippie dippy mom, but it's not just that. It's like, this is hurting the planet. Yeah. So what can I do in the future in my own business to help in some way? And it's a small business, so I'm helping in a small way. But I mean, if everyone wants to do that, think of the kind of change that we could start. Absolutely. And the fashion industry, I'm trying to encourage people to tell them, you know, it's not just a sustainability like trend. It's actually a movement and it's actually the future. You bet. So more people need to put right. into practice zero waste, minimal waste, even it's in like the smallest way conserve your pattern paper things right. like that recycle your pattern paper right that can really help and make a difference and you're leading by example on the show back to the show by doing that it seems like absolutely i had one of the cleanest spaces on the show yeah <laughs> I was your, your colleagues commented on that you're they always did. so organized <laughs> and, and all that they did i think i said i was zero waste maybe like one to 200 times i don't yeah. know <laughs> well we all know that fashion is collaborative but project runway puts collaboration on a whole nother level how was it to work with such intense creativity surrounding you at all times 
It was intense. I'll bet. Yeah, yeah. it was very intense. <laughs> um, I mean, I work as a team anyway with Farah. It's me and okay. my business partner, Leia Nealon. Yeah, okay. Wildly um, talented as well. So wildly talented. She's from Denmark. We have very different fashion philosophies, but coming together is the coolest part. I yeah. think that collaboration is so amazing, and that's what makes my brand better. So mm -hmm. I was actually hoping to get that from being on Project Runway. Mm -hmm. I knew that they had team challenges. We actually have a team challenge coming up, Challenge yes. 8. Uh, yes. They have been promoting that. Absolutely. Um, and I was really excited about that because you yeah. can learn so much from each other. And how cool is it to be in a room with you know to start 15 other creatives right. that are doing what they're what they love to do and right. it's what you're doing and they're making that their business their livelihood yeah. that's so inspirational and from wildly varied backgrounds too right. it seems like this cast is the most diverse i've seen in seasons and and i've been with it since season one i mean we had chloe dow mm -hmm. you know we profiled her and we worked with christian and, and uh, amanda valentine and a lot of great wonderful friends have come from this show as well and so to see the diversity is really engaging i think it's so engaging and it's 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 really cool because it takes you out of your comfort zone a little bit right. like i'm not doing what garo sparo is doing right. with corsetry yeah. but i'd love to learn and i'd love to see his process right. and it was really it was very inspiring it was very educational too yeah um but i think yeah getting that different mindset those different takes on fashion because fashion is not just what i see i mean and i think that i was able to inspire people as well absolutely so it was very cool yeah how inspiring is it for you to see people wearing your designs beyond the runway like in real life oh that, I mean, that's why I do what I do. Yeah. And that's why I named my, my brand Farah. Mm -hmm. It means joy in Arabic. Right. Um, it also okay. rhymes with Terra, terrestrial, loving yeah. oh, the earth, Mother love Earth, it. you Absolutely. know. Um, so it's kind of grounded in that. But yeah, I mean, I think that with my brand, um, I was just hoping to really inspire people just to show people like what you can do with being Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Well, so I want to know, you know, going back to the, you know, your eco, eco design aesthetic, what's the biggest challenge designing from that point of view? The biggest challenge, I think, well, within the context of the show, mm -hmm. it was the time because I okay. am a zero waste powder maker. So everything is laid out like, right. a, like a puzzle pretty much. So that was a really big challenge. I think just in general, though, I think it's, um, it's just conveying that this brand is ethical and it's luxurious. And I think a lot of people actually come to the brand because of the luxury component. And then they learn later about the environmentally friendly aspect of that. So it's just kind of putting that out there. And I think Project Runway is gonna help spread that message for sure, it already has. Mm -hmm. um, just showing people that I can't, I'm luxury and I'm also environmentally friendly. Right, well I think the environment plays a big part. I just judged the University of Texas Fashion Department's collections. Mm -hmm. And these are kids who are you know, 20, 21, right? And they've grown up with Project Runway as well, right? I mean, they, it's fashion a way of life and I gotta tell you the sustainability component was the number one common thread through all of them really? they are really really dialed into it so I think you're leading the way with that that's amazing yeah. I mean, when I was in school we had one elective that was a zero waste powder making class and that's kind of where this all started but it was just one class yeah. and now I've seen that just the Parsons curriculum too it's expanding sustainability is the future yeah. and they're they're showing that they're teaching that to young kids and they're showing that you can actually be successful and sustainable and Absolutely. that's the way of the future so was that class when you know when you did the you know um, zero waste pattern making was that when you decided you wanted to be an eco-friendly designer I think I decided around that time, it was a little bit before that class, and that's why I took the class. Okay. I thought, okay, I want to yeah. teach myself those technical skills to, to do that. Because I saw a problem in the industry when I was already interning and working in, in, the, in the industry, and so yeah. then I wanted to educate myself yeah. on how I could actually fix that problem. Right. Wow, that's great. How did your internship serve you? I'm assuming you interned with fashion brands in New York. I did. The mean streets of New York. The mean, mean streets of New York. It's a little bit different <laughs> than Texas and Louisiana. It's, it's a little different. It's, it's a eat little, or be eaten, right? 
Yes, it is. Tell but, us about that. But if you can make it there. You can make, you it, can make it anywhere. But I'm Bob. All right, Frank. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> so I did. I, I interned with larger companies. I uh-huh. interned with emerging companies. Great. Um, one internship that I really loved was with Harbison. Um, okay. And a lot of people don't know him because he was an emerging designer that was featured in WL, a couple mm-hmm. different magazines. Yeah. When I saw him on social media, I reached out directly. And wow. I, that's how the internship began. Then when I started, I think two months in, we started making custom pieces for Beyonce. And that was just a game changer. Yeah. I mean, the visibility that you get from dressing an icon is right. huge. Right. So I did a little bit of everything for him, you know, and that yeah. that was the best experience I think I could ever get is working for an emerging designer. So mm-hmm. I would encourage a lot of uh, like young designers and young hopefuls in the fashion industry to work for someone who's emerging because it's hands-on experience in right. everything. Right. So in working with Beyonce, that leads me to my next question, and that is how do trends influence your personal style as well as your aesthetic for your fashion line. Ooh, so I am very much like Brandon Maxwell on this one. I, I another do, good friend of ours. Yeah. He's he's lovely. Yeah. I love him so much, fellow Texan. Yeah, um, that's right from Longview, Texas. He he's is. probably listening right now. <laughs> oh my gosh, I hope so. Yeah. Hi, Brandon. Lo- Hi, Brandon. I love Hi, Brandon. You. I love you. Um, so I'm actually like him. I don't really follow trends. I am not a big trend follower. I think there's an aspect of that you have to stay in touch and in tune with what's trending, what's happening in the world um, on a more like macro level. But I actually, I I like classic pieces and I like, I try to encourage a lot of my clients. I say like, I want you to get a classic timeless piece Mm -hmm. that you can wear for years rather than getting something that's super uber trendy that you're Mm -hmm. not going to wear. It's just going to gather dust in your closet and it's going to probably end up being thrown out and so many clothes end up in landfills. And I'm like, go with the classic pieces, people. (laughs) Have a French wardrobe, just the the essentials and the luxury I love that, the French wardrobe. I've yeah. never heard it referred to as that. Oh, so it's yeah. the chic, the basic, the sustainable, obviously. It's the Parisian way. The Parisian way. I like well, I think that's yeah. a good guide for everyone's life, really, right? if you think about it. Really in everything. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> so and Brandon Maxwell also had a relationship with his grandmother, mm-hmm. a special fashion relationship like you did with yours. And a little birdie told me that you used to go through international vogues. With your grandmother? My grandmother had the best collection of not only Vogue's, a lot of different magazines, but yes, International Vogue, French and Italian Vogue were my favorites growing up. Probably from a little bit too early of an age because they're kind of risque. They are kind of risque, But but grandma didn't care. She shared them with me. I love grandma for that. Um, She was the best. Yes, she was, I mean, she was a fashion icon to me in all ways, but her collection was astounding. And she would send me home. I would go visit them in Tyler, Texas, and I'd Mm -hmm. always be sent home with a nice stack of International Vogue magazines. How great is it, Tyler, Texas? Home of the Rose Queen. Do you have, you know, looking back at all those years of of fashion and design, is there a particular decade or era that really resonated with you as a child? I like the 40s. I think the Mm -hmm. 40s is so classic. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like early 1940s, turn of this, like late 30s, early 1940s, I think is just so beautiful. I mean, also because I'm a bias cut kind of girl. I love a silk bias piece. So that was kind of like the time period for that. Like the late 30s, I think of like Hollywood glamour without those beautiful, long, flowing bias cut dresses. Oh my gosh, I live for that. With the bias cut dress that can sometimes not be forgiving on an extended size, how do you deal with that sort of thing with a design from a design standpoint with with all of your designs? I mean, you know, designing for a size zero is really easy. Design designing for a size 14, 
Not as much. We have to have other considerations. And I know that that's been a big theme of the show this season as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm the, there's kind of designers that want to kind of just c cover the curves and just kind of hide that. I'm a designer that likes to accentuate curves. Oh, great. Um, great. To each their own. You know, I think that both are beautiful yeah. styles. Personally, I like to accentuate curves. I think right. that woman's body in any shape or form is beautiful. And I tell all of my clients that do a lot of custom, there's yep. no perfect size anything. Right, right. The average size in America is a size 14, actually. Yeah, right. So so whenever women come to me, we all have our insecurities. Yes. Um, but I think that you should embrace your figure and your shape. Bias cut can sometimes not be forgiving, but it's all about the drape too. Sure. So if you drape over the bias cut foundation piece, mm -hmm. you can get a really flattering shape with that. Right. And it's so. not too bulky because it's, it's cut on the bias. Exactly. Gotcha. It's like before stretch was a thing, you did bias right. cut. Yeah, wow. Well, and speaking of bodice cuts and silhouettes and talking about the 30s and 40s, who are some of your all-time favorite style icons? Ooh, I... I have I, a feeling there's a laundry list. There probably she, is. She herself, got, who is yeah. becoming is. an icon, which is awesome. <laughs> there is. There is a laundry list. Um, but so I, the one that comes to mind is Iris Apfel. Oh, oh she's the greatest. Her in the magazine too. Stop. So great. Oh, she's an icon. She's a visiting fellow at the University of Texas in Austin. So Amazing. She, you know, she's always going to be the hottest non-engineerian in any room mm -hmm. by far, Absolutely. and certainly the most stylish by far. The most, that's the thing is like I like people that do whatever they want. Yeah. Like yeah. when you just take a style and you own it and you make it your own it's like I didn't see that I didn't see some blogger wearing it this yeah. was just totally right. me this right. is what I want to do right and it doesn't have to be a trend it's just you owing it and yeah. it ma you making it yours I think is the most fashionable thing that you could ever do and she does that to perfection how important is that sense of self with personal style your own and others I mean, I've, I think it's huge because yeah. I've seen beautiful women walk into the room and then they're adjusting a strap and they're kind of fidgeting around and it instantly makes you not like the outfit as much. Right. It's like, just own it, girl. Like, you look amazing. It could be the most glamorous woman. So I think yeah. that confidence is key. Yeah. Right. And fit. You mentioned the, the adjusting. We're in a lot of ballrooms, right? Yeah. That's our office. We're mm -hmm. in a lot of ballrooms. We support a lot of philanthropies, many of them black tie. You know, if I had a nickel for every time I'd seen a woman adjust her strapless dress, I would be much richer. Mm -hmm. And it just really bugs me that that seemingly minor detail of what, you know, of, of them getting dressed, it's an it's a four hour long ordeal for them. So it just drives me crazy. Yeah. How could you not? get it perfect right but exactly. I also I love that you said that the ball like ballrooms are your office first of all I want to stress <laughs> that that's amazing <laughs> can I have your job it's an interesting it's a bunch of interesting rooms around a state of 28 million people yeah. I think it is now oh so gosh. yeah 28 million yeah. people yeah and Huge. and while we've been talking today another thousand have moved here yeah that's the crazy I know. part that's so in the insane. last few minutes that yeah. is insane wow well yeah. so you know yeah. be, being from the south I grew up in the northeast so I you know have that understanding of what it's like to be you know in the south or as Lance likes to call it south by southwest because it's you know it's Texas what was the, what was the biggest adjustment or unique thing that you experienced while you in your time in New York. In New York, wow. New York was so inspiring. Yeah. It was kind of like, that was the dream for me, was mm -hmm. to be in New York, to make it there. And okay. To, and, you know, it's it's hard there. It was a big adjustment because I'm not the best with crowds. Um, right. It's all about crowds. I mean, your daily <laughs> commute is crowds. Your yep. life is crowds. Yeah. So it, that was a big adjustment. Um, it really brought me out of my shell, and it really thickened my skin in a very good way. Yeah. Um, I, I think that that's why I knew I could go on Project Runway, because I knew I could take a critique. I knew I could take some harsh comments and that's how you just improve you take the constructive criticism you draw mm -hmm. what you need and then you move on 
and you grow from it and you learn from it and you get better. So I think that, yeah, I got a lot of constructive criticism at Parsons and also just out in the real world, you know. People will tell you what they think up north. I like that. Yeah, I like they, they that. really do. The Yankees will let you know yes, where they, they stand, do. and I like that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like I, I grew from that a lot. And I also, I don't think I would have actually gone to Parsons had I not moved there for another job. It was just Interesting. on my commute to work. I'd walk hmm. past Parsons when it was um, in Midtown right by Times Square. I oh, used yeah. to walk past every day to work wow and i would think oh that would be so cool if that was me and then i thought why not me so right. what was the job that got you to new york in the first place so i took the first job i could I actually had two jobs before i went back to school i took the first job i could and it was like a telemarketing yeah. for a startup tech company yeah. i just was like the wow. first who whoever wants me i'm coming to new york yes but then I, I quickly found a career back in fashion i was doing sales um for a small accessory manufacturing okay. company it was family owned so it was actually great really training cool. ground though oh gosh it yes was. and we had an in-house design team oh. So Wonderful. it was the perfect training ground. Yeah, soup to nuts, especially a smaller entity like that. You can, you're learning everything. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, and they were so great to me. So the, my time there was definitely valued. And to be in sales and fashion also is super important. I'm selling my brand every day. You bet. So. We're all in sales. We really right? are. You have you know, to be. If, mm -hmm. you, if you leave your house looking as great as you can, you're in sales, right? Yeah. You're selling yeah. yourself. Absolutely. Right? So with New York and the street style that I think is comparable to Paris and Rome and all these other great cities, mm -hmm. how inspired and influenced are you by that? What you see in front of you. Super inspired. Yeah. I I mean, New York is one. Um, I took a trip to Paris for Fashion Week mm -hmm. uh, last year, last spring, and I thought I was going to be so inspired with what I saw on the runway. And it was inspirational, but I actually found myself drawing more inspiration from the street style, the people that right. I would see in the metro, mm -hmm. and how they like, how this man cuffed his pants in a certain way, yeah. and how his shirt was tucked in in a nice, neat way. And I thought, ooh, those little details are so inspiring. So right. street style, I think, can be really inspiring for a designer. Yeah. People inspire me. Yeah. Wow, I love it. Well, I mean, I think we're inspired by you, Leela Orr. Oh, thank you. <laughs> now, uh, what a lot of people don't know is that you had competed in the Austin Fashion Week Bernina Challenge that I judged a few years ago. And I remember thinking, you and your partner are going places. And that was years ago, way before your, your ascent to the level that you're at now, which is at a super high one. Congratulations again. But I got to tell you, your style was so evident. Uh, and again, you had mentioned the evaluation and the, the critiques of of, of other contestants on this season, you didn't have any, right? I mean, you, I don't think that anyone critiqued you harshly because it was so perfect compared to other designers that you were competing against in, in what I had judged. Yeah. And then Project Runway, how do you feel about your fellow contestants who may not take those critiques as well as you do? I think that as you get, get older and you grow, you mm. learn to take constructive criticism yeah. better. Sometimes yeah. even for me still, it's really hard, yeah. you know? Um, but I think back at, to Fashion X, my very, very first show with them had a positive critique, but he said it wasn't cohesive. Mm -hmm. And I that stuck with me to this mm -hmm. day. That was back in 2015. It stuck with me. Yeah. So I always keep cohesion in the back of my okay. head. So I'm so grateful for that. And that was our buddy, Matt Swinney. Yeah, 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 that was Matt Swinney that had Fashion X. And I love, and I love Matt Swinney. He took a chance on me when I was right out of school. I was like, my thesis collection, where can I show it? And well, he said, yeah. come on. Oh, yeah. So. And he's been a fellow guest, and we've worked with lots of, on lots of projects with Matt. So we're always yeah. able to support him. Well, so, you know, winning winning the Bernina Fashion Fund and applying for, you know, other things. How do you think the applying for and competing for other things, whether they're, you know, it's funds or scholarships or whatnot, helped with your Project Runway application submission? 
Um, I think that I just kind of learned to just go for it. Like never, don't think that you're not qualified enough. Like what you can bring to the table, you're worthy and you should absolutely go for it. If you don't get it, then you don't get it. At least you can say that you put yourself out there and tried. So I think I was willing to just take that risk and just put myself out there because of previous applications and experiences. And sometimes it pays off. I won Fashion X. I won the Bernina Challenge in Dallas, which was so incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes you just don't hear back from people and that's okay too. Maybe it's just not your time and it's not a good fit. So I think I just wanted to put myself out there. I, I took the risk and it paid off. It was also a friend that encouraged me to do so. Because oh, um, sometimes I just think, you know, I'm more of an introverted person. And I think, oh, you know, maybe I wouldn't be the best for TV. But then she said, why don't you like leave that up to casting? And yeah. <laughs> just put yourself out there good and point. just see. And so I did and it worked out. And I believe the good folks at Bravo know a little bit about astute casting. Yeah, you know, they're the experts. So they I'll just put experts. it in their hands and see what they think. And I guess it paid off, so. Oh, great. So what's <laughs> next for Leela Orr? Where, where are you headed? Oh, gosh, where are you going? Be- so beyond much. your already successful fashion life. Oh, what do you, you. Where are you in five years? So, okay, I used to do five-year plans okay. and 10-year plans. Okay. I'm a Virgo. I'm a big planner. Right. I don't know if y'all are into that, but yep, I'm really into that. So I don't do that anymore. I don't do a five-year plan because I would have never five years ago told you that I would have been on Project oh, Runway, okay, ever. Cool. So I try to leave myself a little bit more open to experiences. With yeah. that being said, I own a company. There's obviously a vision for the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, I can speak on our most exciting new accomplishments. Um, so we are now totally cruelty-free. Uh, that's um, great. We don't work Congrats. with any fur or leather or anything that comes an animal yeah. totally cruelty free and that was really big for me to do this year yeah. um, we're doing a fashion show this fall we're oh, launching great. a new collection great. and we'll be doing trunk shows all summer leading up to that new collection great. too because now awesome. our team is expanding so we have the time and the energy to put towards all these exciting new projects Wow! Um, but also personally for me I just hope to speak more on sustainability and the future yeah. of fashion um, and get the message across because that is the future and I'm very mm-hmm. passionate about it I'm going to sustainability summits to educate myself more too oh that's great um, so I think you know I mean I love to speak but I think there's also a lot of learning to Absolutely. be involved in it so um, just doing sustainability summits um, and yeah just to keep a lookout for our fashion show coming in late September cannot wait excited. to see that we hope yeah. will that be, be in Dallas that will be here in Dallas okay and I, everyone's invited count on us to be here wonderful I'd love to <laughs> yeah. have you and, I, you know what? and one thing that we yeah. haven't talked about is what you're wearing right now I love what you're wearing thank you I made it of course you did of course, of course I did okay if you had not made what you wore you would not have been allowed in this room <laughs> I knew you made <laughs> that that would be disappointing right? I knew like, you made on, that guys. so of tell course. us about this because it's very very chic so this is a irish linen obviously you know mm-hmm. natural fibers um an irish linen blazer um it actually has corsetry lines built into the bodice yeah so beautiful. it's actually in like eight different panels around my mm-hmm. waist oh, cool which is super slimming but it's also like very comfortable because there's no boning everything i do is like a deconstructed corset right. so it's a little bit liberating even yep. though it involves corsetry right yeah um with these wonderful shoulder pads because who doesn't love a hello shoulder pad? 80s the Bring 80s back are back. They are oh back. And by the yes. way, she barely fit in the doorway. Her shoulders <laughs> I mean, are so make wide. Make a statement. Why I not? Joan Crawford would be proud. That's yes, right. Joan. Well, I love that you belted your top, so a great accessory uh, as Yes, well. and this accessory is actually something else I made. Oh, um, great. So actually, both accessories. Both accessories I brought are actually oh my zero gosh. waist. I just saw oh, that. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So right. this is made from the remnants of a shirt. This is made in cotton fabric. Your belt. Okay. Um, yep. My belt With is. your custom grommets. And, and the basket actually was woven by my business partner, Leah, and yeah. her pool. She like wet the reeds and wove this herself. And then all the fabric that you see here yeah. and the pearls as well is all remnant fabric. So How many we times do you get waste? stopped walking down the street? asking where you can get that i would imagine often so many people and this is definitely this is actually a jane birkin moment yeah i love 
love it. Yeah, I completely agree. The Birkin bag. The Birkin bag. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Baskets are really cool. I love it, and that's and that is. (laughs) It's almost like that's ground zero for eco sustainability. It is. is handmade baskets oh my gosh absolutely you know baskets can be fashion guys they Jane are Birkin well they are when you're carrying one that's for sure Thank absolutely you. also yeah. when it's like covered in pearls and adorned in silk I it mean, doesn't hurt that makes it a little <laughs> bit more luxe you know eco luxury <laughs> so we are about out of time okay. but oh, before we before we wind Only six up more hours, i know please. yeah i know i don't want to leave I know. time flies when you're young and beautiful it doesn't lila or know that absolutely oh, y'all are too sweet Really? So we want to end with one question is what, what, what piece of advice would you give to somebody who wants to apply to Project One Way? One piece of advice is I would say just go for it and put your put yourself out there. Be honest, be open, be raw, be you, because no one else can be you. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of trends, there's a lot of fashion movements going on, but be you, because like no one else can replicate that. that. Um, so I would just say, yeah, go for it. I almost stopped myself from applying, and then I wouldn't have been on this season. No, you, so wouldn't. Really, you wouldn't be sitting here right now right. either. Exactly. So Lordy. just, I mean, go for it. And also, I think that sometimes I, I didn't think I was ready yet. I was like, maybe I'm, you know, I know who my woman is I know who I designed for but I designed with a team can I do this by myself of course you can you you have you have the tools you have the skill set just go for it absolutely leave it up to the casting team I love it okay we got to do one more question it's one of my favorite questions and that is what is one thing that you feel that each of your clients possesses one whatever that common denominator is what is that with their own style Ooh, I think that it would be confidence oh okay good I think confidence because I think it's key and I think that everyone possesses confidence yeah you just got to bring it out of them you got to you got to put your best foot forward sometimes you know you got to work with them a little bit but I think confidence is key and my clients are very confident inspiring powerful women yeah just like you and so people can find you at your atelier here in Dallas you can find me downtown at my atelier and where can we find you on the digital universe, oh, we'll yeah. call it. Yes, the digiverse. On all the, the social digiverse. media. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on all of them. Um, it's Lila Christiana is my personal on Instagram okay. and right. on Facebook. And also Farah Official is my Got Instagram it. for my brand. And Good. can you spell Farah for so, our guests? Yes, and you can remember it this way. So it's Farah, F-E-R-R-A-H. And the E is because it's like Tara earth and eco-friendly and e for eco-friendly i love it there you go go. (laughs) well this has been great we hope you come back on again i would love to be a lot of fun and congratulations on your success with project runway and your atelier and your own style and everything else we're so proud of you thank you so much i'm I'm very excited about the future good awesome i'm lance every morgan signing off and i'm rob giardinelli signing off for success with style from highland park village in dallas texas reminding you that great style starts by having a unique point of view Have a great day, everyone. Bye, everyone.